1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile,
2: the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: Good Time will
2: be it's five o'clock five o'clock one step closer to my own personal hell. this is primetime on sports radio 1080 the fan
0: we expect the best we're not afraid to break someone do you hear me primetime is your source for the best in local
2: regional and national sports go ahead and clap Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Roth. I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sakanit. I'm a dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. Prime time on 1080,
0: The Fan.
2: All
3: right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Thursday. It's your sports bros, Rob and Souk. I'm Rob. Sada. And Big Souk is right over there. I'm busy investigating <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. He was trending today. <laughs> and not Kareem. Cream cream yeah as in like whipped cream <laughs> apparently uh, he's the white Kareem Abdul Jabbar from Indiana state
4: and I and he's don't
3: fat and he wears sports glasses
4: I'm not certain yeah I guess he clinched the the league title he had like 35 and 8 you've never seen a less athletic 35 in your entire life that must be maddening does he have the sky hook too it's not really a sky hook is it is just like everything he does looks like an eighth grade, uh, unathletic boy, and yet it it goes in. It's so it's not a real sky out. because it is just kind of a a, a one arm set shot. But it, he I, I, I mean, had thirty five and eight in a clinching win for Indiana State. But I would assume that if you're getting beat by a guy like that, that has to be the most maddening thing on the planet. Like, if you're getting whooped by Giannis, just an athletic freak, you're like, eh. But you're losing to that guy, Robbie Avila, or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. If you're If you're getting your ass kicked by cream, by cream of wheat Jabbar, that has to just be disheartening. The likes of, like, you can't come back from that.
2: Without being nearly as impressive, he kind of has some of that Nikola Jokic game. It's all below the rim. It's kind of, it's kind of shifty yeah, and but tricky. Yeah, but please do not. No, no, no. I'm just saying that yeah. the, the style, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> anything, like, doesn't look that athletic either. There's a difference
4: between not looking athletic and having mitts, like, and he's got old lady fat on, like, that, and that's another one that blows my mind. Like, you're in college, like, you're at Indiana State. Do they not have a strength conditioning program? Like He doesn't need it. I guess not.
2: You should have seen the bingo wings when he was a freshman.
4: He's dominating. <laughs> well, it's true. Like, when he goes to clear out, that that arm fat just kind of goes over and whacks someone, clears some space for you. He's out there
3: balling. All right, coming up this hour, uh, a little look at the combine in today's headlines. Next hour, science news kicks off the club probably should be making headlines but it isn't fake science fake like, news so, like the outer space being real and if we have time we have our college football grab bag but uh you know right now the hot five at five
2: oh. hot topics hot opinions
0: oh golly i'm hot today
2: and hot air it's time for the Hot Five at Five. It's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Soup. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Soup. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victorico's.com. Number five. Number five. Number five. Number five.
3: Well, no surprise here, but Caitlin Clark announces she'll be entering the WNBA draft after this season at Iowa. Maybe staying in the Midwest, though. She will likely be the number one pick, and that uh, could be Indiana. She's yeah. going to Indiana. The Indiana fever, and so I guess the uh,
4: the searches for Caitlin Clark in Indiana are, like, through the roof. It's breaking Google
3: right Maybe now. Maybe they could just move to Iowa.
4: Yeah, you know, There you go. It's, isn't it the same thing, Iowa, Indiana? It's
3: like, yeah. Do they share a border? Is that a stupid question? Flip a coin. They do share a border. Okay. Wait, that is not a stupid question. Do they? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, maybe Ohio does with one of them? I think they do. I don't know. I think they do. I don't know.
4: No, they do not.
3: Yes, he told you. Illinois is in the way. She's just 18 points from breaking Pete Maravich's all-time NCAA scoring record for men or women. And uh, she has one regular season game left, so watch her on Sunday. She and the Hawkeyes host number two Ohio State.
4: Does the well? I mean, she'll break it there, but does the tourney, like the the Big Ten tournament or the NCAA tournament, does that count, or is it just this to so. to break? This Pete. is
3: regular season. Okay. She has she needs eighteen points to break Pete number four yeah. against t- the number two team in the country. Some
4: tells me she's going to get it, and hopefully, it's on another thirty-eight foot three. Well, if she doesn't get it, she is going to shoot fifty times. Yes. And have you seen the quote that you know Nike did that great campaign? You break it, you own it. They're selling those shirts now, and they're selling out everywhere. It's
3: pretty cool. I she's a she's a very easy uh, story to get on. Warriors Andrew Wiggins is going to be out indefinitely due to a personal matter. Yeah. Uh, this also happened last season. It,
2: yeah, second time this yeah, has happened with him.
4: It's kind of odd. The, they're, they're saying kind of behind the scenes. I was reading into this that um, his father was battling a serious illness, and that was kind of it got leaked last year, and so. You're kind of, and he's a very private, very
3: family oriented guy. I think most people think it's it's related, related to that, that.
4: but they're, we'll,
3: we'll wait and see. The uh, dubs are in New York tonight. They jumped out to a 14 to nothing lead. Currently lead 31 19. We do get Chet versus Wemby yeah. part three this well, let's evening. Let's go. Oklahoma City won each of the first two meetings by a lot. Battle of the Freaks. Well, it, er, Oklahoma City is really good, and
4: San Antonio, yeah, despite Wemby. Dude, they kick rocks. The Blazers are in Memphis
3: tomorrow, Excuse no to, DeAndre Ayton. Well, they got no anybody. Have you seen their injury report? Ryan Repairs back. <laughs> it's long and illustrious. Wish you'd stop leaving him out. <laughs> Asked whether Geno Smith will be the Seahawks' QB1 in 2024, their new coach, Mike McDonald, said he can't answer that right now. Said he's unfamiliar with Geno and Drew Locke and is in the process of learning who they are. He did say at least one likely figures into their plans, although a bleacher report report today stated that Gino has been given assurances that he
4: will not be traded. Yeah, so they picked up the guarantee he won't be traded. That doesn't mean that he won't he'll be the starter, but sure. he will be on the roster. So Drew Locke luck, Drew
3: Locke is out. Most likely. One would think. Caleb Williams thought to be the first attendee at the NFL Combine to ever decline medical exams, but that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Elsewhere, Chop Robinson of Penn State Defensive end, dude ran a four four eight forty today. Two hundred and sixty pounds, basically. He ranks twenty fifth on Mel Kuyper's
4: big board. I read too that I think Marvin Harrison has said not only is he going to turn Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, that he's not just going to turn down medical uh, at the combine, but he won't run even at a pro day.
2: Yeah, he's not. He's not even attending not anything. anything. I don't think he's doing interviews at the combine. He has no he didn't show up.
3: Apparently, he's just saying, "You know who I am, yep. and draft me or don't." I love I mean, that. I'm in. <laughs> College Football Playoff Management Committee met last week, already talking about a 14-team playoff beginning in 2026. It would allow for three automatic bids from the Big Ten and the SEC each, two automatic bids from the Big 12 and the ACC, and then one auto bid for the highest-ranked G5 team. This leaves just three at-large spots, which would go to the three highest-ranked teams regardless of conference. Now, this is just one model being discussed. The nuclear option is that the Big Ten and the SEC – could leave the NCAA altogether. Yeah, basically what they're the, the and, and by the way the the four buys would
4: all be in the Big Ten and the SEC. The top two teams from both <laughs> would get buys. They're and, and by the way they want a bigger percentage of the money. Like they're basically telling everybody, you do what the hell we want or we will leave. And mm, if you're it's the, working, well, it is working because look at the ACC, which by the way is gonna lose Clemson and Florida State and Notre Dame. They're gonna all join the Big Ten. What leverage does the What is the Big 12 and the ACC going to do? We're going to do our own hey, thing. Hey, Kirk Scholes, man. They're, they're going to shut up and take whatever the SEC and the Big Ten want.
3: And number one, the Beavers and Cougs announce their football schedules for the upcoming season. Oregon State has four games before their first of two buys. They will be home against Idaho State, a road game at San Diego State, then hosting Oregon and Purdue. After the buy, they host Colorado State, visit Nevada, host UNLV and then play at Cal before getting another bye. Then uh, the final stretch is San Jose State at home, followed by a road game at Air Force. And the final two games are hosting Washington State. And November 30th, they will wrap it up at Boise State.
4: For all those people that didn't want to continue the Apple Cup or the, the Civil War, thank God they did, because if you eliminate
3: those games, what... It's our best game. It's It's not even close. As for the Cougs, they host Portland State and Texas Tech before visiting Washington. Then it's another home game against San Jose State. Road game at Boise is followed by their first bye. Then it's at Fresno, home to Hawaii, and at San Diego State before the second bye. Their final four games are home to Utah State, roadies at New Mexico and Oregon State, and then a home game against Wyoming wraps it up on November 30th.
4: Yeah, so we know. it's It's a Mountain West schedule. You know, you, you get your your three or four, I mean, I guess Washington State and Oregon State are, are no longer power five, but you got a couple power fives in there with Purdue and Texas Tech, obviously Washington and, and, and Oregon being the, the big games, and then the rest of it is, is 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 Mountain West. And I'll be interested to see what the attendance is, what the excitement is, uh, especially with Oregon State. I mean, all new coaching staff, uh, all new roster I mean, this is I'll be very, very interested to see the level of excitement and involvement as we get a little closer to the season for especially the bees.
3: Uh, the Hot Five of Five is brought to you by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at Victorico's dot com. Today's headlines, including what's happening at the Combine, coming up next on the fan.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
3: So now to today's headlines, we had, uh, finally, the Combine really started. I mean, I know everybody got in there on Monday, but...
4: Yeah, it's interviews and stuff and physicals, but today was the some of the workouts.
3: Yeah. As, as a fan, I, I hate that they tell me that the Combine starts on Monday, and then I have to wait till Thursday to get any discernible pretty much news, but, um... You yeah, can't, they, the medical stuff you you never hear about because no, of the no. laws and all that. Anyways. The one thing that came out of the first three days was that Josh Harris, the new owner of the Commanders, yeah, is sitting in on all their quarterback interviews, and apparently that's a bad thing. <laughs> it's a bad deal. No owners outside of Jerry Jones. No owners are at the combine. Yeah, usually the owners just let the you know their their personnel people. You know, get after it and do
2: their job. Jerry yeah. Jones got his own fun piece of news. Did you see that one?
3: Yeah, he's got a paternity test. That he... Paternity test. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a girl who claims Jerry's her father. Yeah, hmm. she's like 24, 28, or something. We're like that. We're about to find out. Yeah, the judge ordered him to take a paternity test. Yeah, because she t- says she's been getting hush anyway. money from him. Anyway, uh, Josh Harris was in on these meetings, and I, I guess that's a bad. They're, they're like, oh, he's a meddler. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to think of that. I mean, it I, doesn't I, seem like that big of a deal, but I guess it's pretty rare. Yeah, I, I mean, what did he pay for the? Did he pay like six billion? He paid like six billion for the for the team that ranks last in the NFL in the in player service. And that no one wants to build you a stadium.
4: No one wants you like to me. It is a dump. If you if you spend six billion dollars, six billion, dude, you want to sit? <laughs> you want to sit in on a quarterback meeting? I say sit in. It's six. I think sometimes we make way too much. You spend six billion dollars. My God. Well, he can. It's, it's, it's one thing if he's sitting in there and, and he's asking X's and O's questions and asking you to, to you know draw stuff up on the board. But if, if if I'm spending that kind of money on a first round, well, I guess it'd be the number two overall pick. I'd like to know what the kid has to say, too.
3: Yeah, but uh, I, look, he certainly can. He has every right to. It's yeah. just that most yeah, of the owners don't do yeah, that, yeah. and it's a bad sign. Look, <laughs> the, look, I'm telling you, that Josh Harris guy. So far, the signs are all bad. Yeah, and and when
4: he when he bought the team, everyone thought it was going to be great, and that he had like a good reputation, and they hired a good GM. Yeah. But it, it certainly seems to be going downhill. Change the name, and and then we'll maybe we'll give you some credit because apparently he hates the commander's name too.
3: So today was all defensive linemen and defensive ends. Yeah, edge rushers. We had Pork Johnson uh 448 <laughs> 40. Chop Robinson, if you're wondering who the hell Pork Johnson is. Yeah, if you haven't caught the through
4: line of this show yet. Penn State. 260 pounds and he ran 448. And then Dallas Turner, the edge rusher from Alabama, at like 255, he ran 4'47 and had a 40 and a half inch vert. Uh, and then the inside linebacker um, for North Carolina State, uh, God Peyton, oh, what's his name? Um, he's supposed to be like a second round pick. He's one of the better inside backers. He was two forty and he ran four four four. So, turns out uh, mm. some dudes can run. Wow,
3: yeah.
4: Uh, Peyton Brandon Wilson, I think, is his name.
3: Brandon Dorless was out there four eight five forty. Yeah. Which, for, you know, for
4: a at 200 and almost 90 pounds... Yeah, you're six 6'3", 286, I think he measured. You're, you're moving. So he's probably, like, he's more of a three-technique guy. Uh, I don't know if physically he stands up uh, playing the one or kind of over the nose. Um but there's there's he'll, he'll he'll be a he'll be a good player in the NFL. I just don't know if he has necessarily star. When you look at like the Eric Armsteads of the world and DeForest Buckners, I think Dorless is is a class below those guys, but is a a really quality player. I just don't maybe a bit of a tweener.
2: Um, I not, heard him called exactly that on the coverage. Well, today. he's
4: not athletic enough to play out on the edge. And like I said, I, I, I don't think he can really play inside, so I think he plays that three technique. And by the way, lots of those guys have been very successful in the NFL. Aaron Donald was viewed as this. Now, he's not Aaron Donald, but there is a role for that. I think he fits a specific role in the NFL and maybe not the most versatile guy in the world.
3: See that Tom Brady
4: ran another 40? <laughs> to try to make up for the one that everyone makes fun of him for?
3: Yeah, and it was faster. Really?
2: His yeah. social media team is so good. They did it like a superimposed type deal like yeah. you sometimes see on the NFL network and yeah, faster than his 22-year-old self.
3: Yeah, he's 46 and, and he, he ran a faster 40 than he did at 22. That's pretty impressive at the combine. Well, I mean his combine uh
4: you know that that's like the universal like why the combine doesn't matter. That's what everyone always throws it out there. Mahomes was getting made fun of for his 42. They were superimposing him on all the other guys. I guess Mahomes asked like the NFL like on Twitter to not do it, and so, so they keep doing it. The NFL, the combine coverage, just keeps showing the overlays of, of Mahomes out there running. I mean, remember, any of these things... The combine is a lot of it is about the physicals, right? You want to you want to check out the position drills matter. You want to see if guys are fluid, um, like in their hips, in and out of their cuts. You want to see if they're flexible in their bends with the edge rushers. But the combine for a lot of times is just you you want to confirm what you've seen on tape. Like if, if you see a defensive end and he's very stiff and and isn't explosive, and then he goes out and runs four four seven. I, 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 but it doesn't show up on film, it really doesn't matter that he went out and ran fast. So I think sometimes we, we, we overplay the, the combine, but at the same time, some people say it means nothing, and that's, that's not true. It's a piece of the evaluation process, and a lot of times, like I said, it can, can confirm or deny what your impression of a kid
3: is. So Brady's combine time was 5.28? That's about what I ran. <laughs> Me and Tom Brady, similar speed. Today he ran a 5.12.
4: I don't think I could run a 51 right now. Damn. I don't think I could run period.
3: Could but could current you beat up 22-year-old you? Yeah,
4: probably just because I actually know what I'm doing more, but 22-year-old athletic me would just if 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 22-year-old me had any core any sort of training, he would murder
3: me. Well, he- but there's no ifs here. Could current you beat up 20-year-old you? Yes. 22-year-old you. Yes.
4: 45-year-old me would whoop the ass of 22-year-old I eight.
3: think the 40-something dude most of the time would beat up his 20-year-old The self.
2: dad's strength is underrated, man.
3: I think I would. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Would you, Buckley? Would you beat your your
2: 22-year-old ass? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
4: The The problem that you have is, because as you get older and you gain more experience, especially if you, you train in any sort of discipline, training trumps most things, but... When you run across someone that's young and is skilled, that person just sla- <laughs> slaughters you. But yeah, you know when you're when you're young, you think that you just know everything, and you think that your youth will uh, will prevail. And that's where the old man comes in and knows what he's doing, and he and he kicks your ass.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't have skill or training, and never did, so <laughs> that's out on my fight. You just think. Some, I just yeah, think I would. Yeah. I don't know. I've, a little more savvy. Yeah, and yeah. and maybe a little. So, 20, are we going 22-year-old? 22, 22. I was kind of a fat drunk.
4: <laughs> well, see, there you go. That alone, you just pick your fight with 22-year-old at a bar when he's had a
3: few drinks, and that alone. But that, but I had this one time in my life where I got really ripped. Yeah. I don't remember how old I was. See, that, now that version of you is that a That version of me would have kicked my ass. <laughs> but that was like six months tops.
4: Well, I think overall, at my age, I'm not nearly as strong as I was, but I'm also 70 pounds less. I think I'm in better condition. Right. Yeah, you probably are. But uh, you know, the you were bigger back then. I was bigger back then, so that's my fear. Is but that now if, you're if more tw- like t-
3: you're more like Tom Brady? Yeah.
4: If 22 year old got a hold of me, though, there could be problems. <laughs> Someone tells me he could pick me up and drop me on my head. Like I was strong when I was in my in my 20s. Yeah. It was you know, mm. but some of these dudes that are out there, it's just I just see defensive linemen now and like you, people wonder like why like o lines are, are struggling and and like like i just i don't think it's a coaching thing i don't think it's a, a being brought up in in any sort of like weird system i just think defensive linemen nowadays we're just we're reaching kind of peak levels of what the human body is capable of and they're all playing defense you know, it's just like the, the freaks aren't on the offensive side of the ball, and there's certainly really good interior and, and, and tackles in these guys, but the true freaks of the world, like Eric Armstead's a great example. When Eric Armstead came into Oregon, I thought that he should have been an old lineman. You know, he still had some of that kind of baby fat on him, and he he just looked a little awkward, and I was like, dude, put that guy at tackle. And they're like, no, trust me. Just give me two years to develop that kid. And, and then you just look at him the last couple years at Oregon, and now in the NFL, and you're like, my God. Like, but if Eric Armstead were, were a left tackle, he'd be the less, best left tackle in the game. Just all those guys go over and they now play defense. I just think we're, we're living in a renaissance of defensive linemen. You look at all the elite guys that play along that front, interior and, and on the outside, from Miles Garrett to, to, to Watt to Donald to all these guys, It's just and more of them come out every year. It's just, it's just this, this bevy of athletic freaks. And as training gets better, guys are getting bigger, but faster and more explosive.
3: Text on the Vancouver Ford text line. Twenty-two-year-old me was afraid of pain. Forty-four-year-old me is numb to it. There's an element of that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you just old and weathered, and i just angry, beaten down by life. I'm gonna kick your ass. And there's kid. an element
2: of not not giving an F too. Or not, That's right. But like not caring, like what other people That's think right. and all that.
3: Yep. Don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass, you little bitch! I'll tell you what; I would sign up to see Old
4: Rob fight Young Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would love that. Well, maybe you just gotta fight your kid and see what happens.
3: Oh no, he no, dude, no, he'd that, kick my ass. That yeah, wouldn't go well. He's a big kid. Yeah, <laughs> damn it, meatball.
4: Did you have that weird thing when you were like when you crossed the line when you realized that meat was uh, that the power structure had changed?
3: No, no, because the
4: power tr- structure hasn't changed. Well, you still he's right. just it, big. Yeah. He's a big kid. Yeah, but it, you never had that moment where you were like, "Oh crap, my kid could kick my ass." Because no. I think for a lot of dads, they struggle with that. No, no, because
3: it. I mean, that's never. a... I mean, we don't. No, we don't fight. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're civilized, <laughs> and all that. All right, Otani gets a ring, and the Pac-12 commissioner speaks next. Here's Buck.
2: I'm very confident.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the old Pac-12's new commissioner spoke today.
4: Yeah, Klebkoff.
3: yesterday was his last day on the job. Yeah, so they I'm had I'm very a pre- confident. Yeah. <laughs> George. That's a great clip. I'm very confident. Ooh. I'm very confident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's sitting
4: on the beach somewhere with Larry Scott counting his money and laughing. Uh, so, I, I don't know
3: who this lady is, this Pac-12 lady. Oh, gosh, where did What's she- What's her name? Th- oh. And why did they hold a press conference? She said nothing. Well, what is she supposed to say? They got nothing- well, the, you should, You're not supposed to hold a press conference if you have nothing to say. How about that? I'm trying to remember where she came Her name she is Teresa from. Gould.
4: Yeah. Oh, God, I remember. I read her little bio, and now I've
3: already forgot. And Kirk Scholes was on there. Yeah, he's the president of Washington State. Yeah, he comes across as kind of a boob. Well, I feel like he's always... He's
4: been kind of the, the spokesman for the, the Pack 2 and I think Washington State often comes off as very whiny and bitchy, and Oregon State comes across... I'll give the Beavers credit. They're trying to do the... Look, we're going to continue to, like, we have faith, we believe, we're going to fund this like a Power 12 or a, a Power 5 program. Washington State often comes off, and I get it, but they,
3: they come out just as is kind of whiny little bitches. So uh, there's really nothing to report from their press conference. It was by Zoom, and uh, we listened to her talk, and Kirk was on there looking all stuffy, and it just said... I don't know, they're just going to be really bold and aggressive. What does that even mean? You have no leverage at all. No. Like, none. This is what Klyovkov has always said. What do you—their hope is, again,
4: I'll tell you, their game plan is simple. They have two years to tread water and figure out a way to get themselves in the Big 12. And if they don't, they're screwed, and then at that point, you only have a couple options. One, merge with the Mountain West, take over the Mountain West— or join some sort of national alliance between the Mountain West and like the American Athletic Conference and something like that. I mean, those are your only options, and the only one that really provides any sort of relief for you is getting into the Big Twelve. So, th-
3: or the ACC, or the ACC. Yeah, I guess if you wanted that, to do that, that's about to crack. Yeah, you missed this, but uh, there was a rumor that Texas A and M is mad about Texas joining the SEC and may jump to the Big Ten. <laughs> More money. What a. I Dude, mean, it's not over. No. It's going to be... So, I, was, I saw today that if if each the Big Ten and SEC get to 32, that leaves four Power Five schools on the out. And who would that be? God, it could be... I mean... Anybody? It could be a number of schools. Yeah. Who do you think it should be?
4: Well, I mean... The if four if, worst? Well, like Vanderbilt would be the one, I would assume. Like, a, a team like Vandy could be easily be booted. I mean, they bring nothing to the table. Um... I'm trying to think They of, bring Nashville. <laughs> you know, whoop-de-doo. Well, um, TV market. Yeah, you're seeing less and less, by the way. TV markets really matter. I mean, you're. it's... Uh, yeah, I just don't think... Like, if you had to say that one that would go, that would be the first one that would jump off at me. I could see... I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of someone in the Big Ten that is just... Rutgers?
3: Yeah, maybe Rutgers. Uh, I mean, I know they're better now because they got Shiano back there, but that program...
4: Rutgers, Maryland, We maybe. would have said
3: Kansas uh, a couple years ago, but not anymore, baby. Yeah. I mean, like in the, in the Big Twelve, you get like a Kansas State that could get chopped, something well, like it's that. It's a good program, though.
4: Yeah, it's okay, but again, they what... care.
3: See, th- th- but they care. This is why I don't think Oregon State and Washington State should be shop- uh, chopped, just like Kansas State shouldn't be. Because I think if you if you've got passion on your campus for football, I think you should you should play. Yeah, it's the apathy that's the, you know, like like you say, Vanderbilt's probably a good one. Academic school. Do they really care? Are they really interested? Um, I don't know. I, I Illinois, like, does anybody care at Illinois about football
4: at all? Well, I mean, they, they've, Biela has done a nice job there and, and they put guys in the
3: NFL. Um, but again, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the want to, the yeah. passion.
4: Yeah.
3: Is there a lot of people behind it? Probably not. But I mean,
4: you could say like, you could say a school like Cal. Oh, there you, know? you go. That's a good one. You know, Cal or Stanford. You know, you want, when Andrew Luck was there and Stanford was good, he talked about that people didn't care. By the way, I looked up. uh, Gould was yeah. She was the Pac twelve deputy commissioner. She's been there since like twenty eighteen. Oh, she's so they're just so she worked under George. She worked under, and they
3: thought that was the she worked under George and probably under Larry. They they thought that was the best person to promote. Well, who else is taking that job? Well, I thought they were talking (laughs) to Oliver Luck.
4: (laughs) Right? Wasn't he helping them out? Supposedly he was. uh, What he was? uh, What do they call like a
3: advisory guy? But. Would they you, need to fire all of those people. Would you want? Well, there's only two people anymore. Well, Scholes needs to go. <laughs> I don't know why Scott Barnes has a job. I don't know who this lady is. Why is Yogi Roth on the call? Why are you even having a call?
2: Boo his ass! You piece of garbage!
3: They it's... just need to do. They just need to. They need to go about their business quietly behind the scenes. Kirk yeah. Scholes said it. Yeah. He said, "Look, we can't bust in there thinking we have all this." leverage no we have to just keep this we have to keep the dialogue going we have to stay in the conversation we have to be at the table and we have to keep gently nudging that hey we're we're still here that they have enough. he's basically groveling at this point yes so why are you holding press conferences telling us that you're groveling at this point well
4: and that's why like when when because they they can they had to vote unanimously to approve the next two years of the playoff model and some people thought that there could be a monkey in the uh the whole thing with with Washington State and Oregon State, um, that why would they vote? And basically, they had to vote yes because if they didn't, then no one would ever give them any sort of consideration. Which is to your point, where there is no leverage;
3: it, it doesn't exist. I don't know, man. They—he's right. All they need to do is sit and wait and see if one of these leagues gets a couple spots because yeah. because a, a realignment is not over, and then just hopefully you get a lifeline.
4: Yeah. By the way, I looked up like year to year over the, the the last ten years who have been the worst Power Five programs. Um Colorado uh is there now, obviously with, with Dion, but yeah. uh Rutgers is there, yeah. Indiana is there, Boston College is there, Ooh. Vanderbilt is there. Ooh,
3: good one, Boston College.
4: Virginia is there, Stanford is there, Cal is Ooh, there, Virginia, Northwestern is there uh georgia tech is another one that has a decent history Ooh, but georgia tech
3: all w- those are good well
4: and, and you know some of these by the way all have a common denominator in that they're academic schools and they're hard yeah. to get into georgia tech sneaky we talked about it they, they say that georgia tech is actually maybe the hardest power five program to exist as an athlete because like at places like stanford or cal if you get in there's liberal arts programs that they can you know dinky off into and just like here just Shut up and go over here and take some entry level classes at Georgia Tech. Uh, you have to take engineering like engineering you, school. Yeah, you, you have to take You can't mathem- fake it. You can't fake it. So they, they say that being getting into Georgia Tech is one thing, staying at Georgia Tech is an entirely different one. And and it's 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 a sneaky it's a sneaky tough program to win at. And again, is the commitment there because the state of Georgia has
3: another team. Actually, they have a couple. I'll boot them. But yeah, that may be one that Georgia Tech, Vandy, Rutgers, and. Boston College or Indiana? Yeah, just just chop them, get rid of them. <laughs> well, no I, one cares, even at, on those campuses. No, and
4: that's the tough part for like the Washington states and the Oregon states of the world is seeing teams like that get a spot on yeah. the table. Meanwhile, you're you know, exactly you're out there doing God knows what. Wake Forest would be another one.
3: We don't need Wake Forest football. Get out of here. Hey, uh, Shohei Otani got a ring today. Did you see that? I did see that. Well, not today, but he's not going to talk about it. But dude, he imagine how private that guy has to be to that no one knew this. Yeah. So I guess he got married over the off season
4: yeah he, he had like a cryptic post about it where he talked about his dog and then was like oh wait there's two of us so yeah he's married but he says that he he, he wants everyone to respect his privacy no one talk about it we don't know a name
3: and yeah we... fiercely private he said she's just a regular Japanese woman yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he met her like three or four years ago and that's it
4: I just think about like when he when he said that I think about the Princess Bride she was common like you but she is common no more. <laughs> princess Buttercup. I guarantee, I I wonder if the Japanese press actually respects that. Because, you know, in the U.S., we'd find out about it in, like, six seconds.
2: The fact that they met three or four years ago and have been together and no one has really yeah. even known if he no has one, a significant other yeah, is no one knew that. indication that they do respect that. I
3: Never think. filmed or anything? Like, really, you know, that's really... Uh... I commend the I applaud the effort yeah. to stay so private.
2: Well and uh, Ichiro did
4: this too. Ichiro was extremely private. Yeah. And he's married and we've never but heard They boot. knew they knew his wife. They though. knew his wife, but she was again extremely private. Can you imagine getting that ring if you're that gal? You're the luckiest lady oh, in Japan. Man.
3: Yeah. Seven hundred mil, baby.
4: Getting that bag. That is the definition of getting the bag. That's like the biggest bag. And Otani, like again, I don't think in our country we can Comprehend
3: the level of celebrity that he
4: is over there.
3: He is. He so you is, think it's common, like who she is over there? Do you think they know? No, but most I, people probably know who she is over there.
4: I was yeah. talking to my gal about this, and they said that the, the believe it or not, the Japanese press is pretty. Uh, um,
3: they'll they'll respect. They'll your respect your it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the way their culture is. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: good that, for them. That it, 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 even if people know, it's it's not going to become a. It, it's not going to become a thing. They will respect the the privacy. All right, But I love me some Otani. Like I want to, I, I want to hate the Dodgers, but I find him—he's uh, great. I, I find him. He- just and now we get to likeable.
3: see what he's uh, packing in his pants with
4: these see-through <laughs> pants. All right. I do love that that is an ongoing issue now, <laughs> that Nike and fanatics, like it's one of the biggest stories to come out of uh, spring training is how bad these uniforms are. Yeah, they
3: haven't changed that yet? Like they haven't fixed it? <laughs>
4: there's been a bunch of articles. There was one in on The Athletic today, I didn't get a chance to read it, but it was like the ongoing struggle. And and they do think that changes are coming by the time the regular season starts, that there's there's just too much uh, there's too much crap around it
3: right now to just ignore it. All right. uh, Well, what's next? I don't think we have time to get to our College Football Thursday grab bag. So what I'm going to do, Jace, is I'm going to change that to read College Football Friday grab bag. I like it. That'll be coming tomorrow. We'll talk more about the 14-team playoff that is coming in 2026 and why it's not 16 you know, yeah. like what? Just go to sixteen. You know you're headed that way.
4: I thought that's where it was headed, and that was the rumor. And now it kind of feels like the fourteen God. is the one that everyone said. I think the
2: that fourteen. The only reason I like it is because it'll it would the number would still have to include buys. So you're rewarding the top two teams, probably, right? Yeah, but I think sixteen's better because you just it's just a it's
3: a cleaner bracket.
2: Oh, it's it's a much cleaner bra- bracket. But then one and two have to play games against sixteen and fifteen. Which I just most people think aren't going to
4: be uh, no great. I just love the idea that already the SEC and, and the Big Ten are like, we get four buys, uh, two free for <laughs> each
3: of us, and you get none. I, I love right. it. It's just... Our teams will be the top teams. <laughs> yes, they will. It'll and be... if you don't like that, <laughs> Go to hell. we will leave.
4: Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine like if, if there's like an ACC or a Big 12 team that's 12-0? and 0. Meanwhile, the second place team in the Big Ten is 10-2, and two, and the 10-2 and two team gets the bye. And there you go. But that's what they're that's saying. That's what they're
3: doing. That's what they're going to do. All right. Well, uh, oh, I know what we can do next. We can just uh, roll out the Kyrie Jackson quote. I thought this was great, what he said at the Combine today. 549 on the fan. I'm going to kick your ass, you little bitch. Get on like a sex machine. All right. One last little thing here from the Combine today. I thought it was great dbs were doing interviews remember we heard the guy who doesn't believe in oh i don't know space yeah that's a boy that's a doozy yeah kyrie jackson was there mm-hmm. uh he is of course of uh, your oregon ducks yeah kyrie's there bo nix is there jackson
4: powers johnson evan williams bucky irving Dorless, and troy
3: franklin seven duckies so they asked kyrie jackson if Roma Dunze is the best receiver he faced in college, and he said no, the best receiver I faced is Troy Franklin. Yeah, they always say that.
4: But that's a great answer. That's the every single corner always says their teammate. In fact, I was listening to the NFL radio today, and the the guys there were they were asking corners, and they said, outside of your teammates, who's the best receiver that you played?
3: I think you gotta say Troy Franklin <laughs> because. It's uh, it's your rival. Yeah, you can't say Roma Dunes You can't say yes to that. <laughs> Roma Dunze is pretty good. Uh, well, he's probably better than Troy Franklin. He but, is better than Troy but Franklin. Kyrie Jackson. That's what. That's the answer that's I the, want to hear. If I'm a Duck fan, yeah. I do not want him giving any credit to that <laughs> husky bitch.
4: I think Franklin. Uh, he's in line. Like I've, I've seen. So the top three receivers are all pretty. It's like quarterbacks. We don't know exactly know the order. We know one will be Caleb Williams, and we know one will be Marvin Harrison Jr. And then two and three are set. It's just we don't know what order it'll be. Malik Neighbors and it'll be Roma Dunze. Everyone seems pretty solid on that. And then after that, Franklin. I've seen everything Franklin from the fourth to the seventh wide receiver off the board. Late first, early second. Um, see how he does to the combine. But I think he's going to be good. Troy Franklin is. He's he will. Be good. I think he will go down. Um, well, I think he already did. He's the best Oregon receiver of all time. Like he had the best career. What happens in the NFL? We'll see, but,
2: and that's pretty impressive considering some of the offenses that he didn't play in that racked up so many points and so many yards that, you know, from before he got there.
4: And it's one of the few like, like spots that Oregon really hasn't had a ton of success. Like, you know, you got like the Sammy Parkers of the world, but I mean, in Jeff Mail. But
2: when you, you didn't get big names like Cam Colvin that didn't pan out. No,
4: like when you go back over the the eighteen plus years we've been doing this, like you can name elite players in almost every position, and receivers kind of like eh, not so much. And and Franklin was that guy. In fact, I although I think Tez might have broken some of his during the, the bowl game, but. I mean, Troy basically ended his career with most of the the receiving records yep. at, at Oregon. Yep. And now will be a potential first-round pick. Uh, dude, Troy Franklin is underappreciated. Rome gets all the credit, and he should. Dude's amazing, played in the college football playoff, all that. But I think Franklin quietly had one of the better seasons that we've seen um, in, in the 20 years we've been doing this. And you just didn't hear enough about him. Troy Franklin is going uh, to be a damn good player.
3: All right, uh, science news kicks off the club next on The Fan.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better